another episode of On Air With, and today we are with Lachey. Why don't you introduce yourself? Hi, everyone. I am Lachey Weeks. I am a massage therapist. I'm a vegan and raw food chef. I am a trans advocate, and um, I'm also a proud owner of a day spa, a five-room treatment facility that um, offers all kinds of you know, wonderful services like regular spa services, but also alternative detox services like colon therapy. So anyway, I'm I'm kind of a jack of all trades in a lot of ways. Yeah, we need to get that information so we could put that in the um, in the episode information. So for those of you who are in the Dallas Fort Worth area, you can go see Lachey. So that'd be cool. Um, so I'm super excited. We've been um, talking about having this episode for the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, getting it together. Schedules are fun. Um, and by that, I mean, not at all, but we made it work. Um, and we have our wine. So, Hello, well, well ish, I've, got, ish. I've got, I've got, I've got actually, you know, I'm a vegan raw chef. Right. So I'm like, I like wine and stuff. I have my moments with it, but I gotta stay consistent. And it really does make me feel good. I get like a natural buzz off of juice. Okay. You know. So I have my wine. She is much better and healthier than I am. Well, this is my wine. This is my wine, too. (laughs) So it's okay. I like it. I like it. We're there. Yeah. Yeah, Um, So, you know, what I wanted to just jump in and talk to you about is one of the things that you mentioned when we were discussing, like, um, the conversation that we wanted to have. One of the things you mentioned is that you have become more open about, like, your personal life and who you are. And I was wondering what changed um, before we really even get into some of the other things that we're going to talk about. I was just wondering if you could tell me, like, what was it before and what has changed? What do you mean that you've become more open? Well, I think that, you know, we take life for granted a lot. We don't realize we take everything about life for granted. The fact that the lights are on, you know, uh, that we can call each other and talk to each other. This is we take a lot of for granted. And um, I was that one of those people. I just kind of wasn't paying attention until, you know, you have a health scare. Health scares will do that. It'll be a wake up call and it'll kind of put you in a perspective. I lost like 80, I'm, I'm 210 pounds. I lost 80 pounds. And so I was significantly smaller. I had a major health scare. I was on oxygen. It was bad. And uh, it was a wake up call. It put things in perspective and it made me realize that, you know what, whenever I get through this, I need to be able to help people and I need to use my life in a different way and talk about something, not just you know, have all these talents and have all these things and kind of hide them and just keep them to myself. Just talk about it and, you know, just deal with what comes with it. You know, the good and the bad, because sometimes there's, you know, negative that comes from opening up mm-hmm. and telling people about what you've been through. But I, you know, I'm open to it because it's real. It's the reality. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I made the mistake of opening up to like, you know, um, right after, I don't know if you remember Malaysia. Uh, Malaysia, one of the girls in Dallas that was murdered, it was kind of a nationwide story. She was murdered. Uh, She was beaten and murdered. And so um, after that, I kind of, I wanted to be a lot more of an advocate and talk about, you know, my experience and, you know, because something had to be done um, at that point. It was just, that was too much. Um, And so there was a lot of interviews. That's my point. There were a lot of interviews being conducted. Vice, the Vice Network came, um, HBO came, and they were interviewing us and they were taking the story. As a matter of fact, uh, who was it? Uh, The Guardian in the Mm -hmm. UK, they came. And I sat with one of the reporters from The Guardian and talked to him. I thought I was kind of having a conversation with just a guy, but I didn't realize I was telling him a little too much information. And with the spin that they put on the story, 
was just focused so much on the negative aspect of being transgendered and how, you know, I did at one point, you know, live in abandoned apartments and I was on the streets and all the things that went with that in my mm -hmm. early beginning years. And it didn't focus on the fact that, you know, I, I own a business now and yeah. I'm a trans advocate and I've, I've you know, I've, I've beat the statistics. Statistically, I, I shouldn't be alive being transgendered and black. Mm -hmm. Most of us die around thir before 35. And so, you know, and even at 42, I'm still looking over my shoulder because there's, you know, I still have to be careful. There's people who just want to kill me just because I'm alive. But yeah, what changed that was getting sick. And then, you know, just seeing the girls still just dying. I, I'm, I'm just an advocate. I'm passionate about life in general, helping people be healthier, helping uh, people have a, a, a different understanding about what makes people be transgendered and gay and homosexual and how that happens and helping people have a different perspective. Um, because I think that if people understood it a little bit more and, and, and understood where it came from, then they wouldn't point the finger so much and it wouldn't be so much separation. I believe that, and this is my hypothesis and it's also based on some studies that I've done, which I'd be glad to give you case study information more than happy, but um, homosexuality, transgenderism, all of this is, it's, it has to do with the DNA structure. It has to do with our diet. It all boils down to our diet. It's all diet related and deficiency related. And the fact is we can't help being born who we are. It has to do with not even your parents, your parents' parents and the DNA structure changing over years. I've done a lot of research over this. You know, I, I spent a lot of time. And so um, there's a, a book called The Cat Study Okay. The cat study. And it's very interesting. There was a study conducted uh, on cats in 1930. Okay. In 1930. It's a very interesting book. It's um, really easy to read too. And it makes it really, it really puts things in perspective. So hmm, the cats that were fed cooked, cooked milk, cooked pasteurized milk were different from the cats that were given raw milk. And they, they physiologically started having differences and changes and reproductive issues and they started displaying um, acts of homosexuality. And so all this happens because of food. And I just think that, you know, we don't ostracize people for being born deaf or blind or mute. I, but we, for some reason, because, you know, we are attracted to this same sex or attract, or we feel that we need to transition, it's not understood correctly. And so I would like to be a part of that and start putting that voice out there and start getting people to really con consider what would make a person just wake up and decide, hey, I just want to live as a woman, or I just want to date a man and I'm a man, or I'm a woman and I want to date a woman. That doesn't just happen. It doesn't just happen. I'm not, I didn't just wake up and decide to be perverse. And I think that that is a big problem and why the girls are being killed and why a lot of trans women don't get jobs because they look at us like, hey, all you care about is sex. And that's the only category we get put in where we have value is the sexual category. It's ridiculous. It's um, like it, it, it great. It hurts. It hurts just to hear that um, on like several different levels. Like it hurts to hear it on the level of like, I, I shouldn't be here. Um, and then it, it hurts that like you're boiled down to just a sexual act. Like who can, who child, listen, I'm glad I got that one early on. Because it's important to be realistic about it. I mean, I have to be realistic about my existence, you know, been doing this for my mom, me and my mother, you know, we had a disagreement. You know, she found out about me when I was 17. And I've been on the streets for all this time, figuring it out. And I've learned a lot. 
Yeah. 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 My perspective has changed. I feel like I have grown and evolved and grown and evolved. And like the person that I was, of course, I'm certainly not, you know, but I've had to go through a lot of stuff to get there. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm actually interested to know when you did realize that perhaps you had overshared, what makes you still, because Malaysia wasn't that long ago for there to be, for you to still be here and be like, yeah, I'll have this. Because it's not like I had to twist your arm to do this. So, so what is the thing that made you say, you know what, I've been burned before, but this is, I'm still okay with having these conversations in public. um, Well, the the fact is, I mean, you know, uh, when I talked to the reporter initially, I didn't expect him to put every word, every detail of everything I said. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was just kind of, I was really giving him a perspective of what our life was like and how rough it can be mm-hmm. and has been for me. I didn't mm-hmm. even know he was really, I thought he was making the article very general about the trans experience. And so I wanted to give him some insight about that. He made the entire article about me and how bad my life was when I was in my teenage years and my, my beginning years, when I first was on the streets, yeah, I, I had a lot of problems. Like I, I, I was struggling to survive house, couch hopping. I started shoplifting. I had all these issues. And he put every detail of that in there. Reality, this is the reality. Yeah. I had to go through this because I wasn't able to find a job and find employment. And I mean, this is the same thing for a lot of youth. But mm-hmm. it just was compounded because of my transgender, being transgender. It's just, it's just another layer. Now, I will say, granted, mm-hmm. um, I was able to find jobs. I mean, I'm pretty articulate and intelligent enough to find jobs and everything. I, I can make it work. But there's more than just finding a job. There's, you know, other resources and other connections. It's, like, harder to get indoors. And sometimes, it's, you know, you're not able to move up the ladder in a lot of ways. So, uh, I mean, but things have, it, things have changed. I mean, the fact that the word transgender is even a living room conversation that people even know what it is now. That's, that's a sign of growth. And I'm encouraged by that. Yeah, I was going to ask about that. So what, because it sounds like some of the things that you're mentioning that you went through in your younger years, we're talking about like what, the 90s? Um, the 90s, yeah. Right? Like 90, so, okay, so it was 96, 97. Okay, so even late 90s. So we're talking about this is how this is kind of the box that you were forced in 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 the late 90s and and the struggles that you had with getting a job. But you're saying things have changed, but you're also acknowledging that young people now who are, are in the process of transitioning or considering it are also faced with a very similar thing. So what exactly has changed? Do you think it's more accepted okay. now? Okay. What? What's, what's changed? Okay. So on the surf on the surface level. People mm-hmm. have now acknowledged that we exist and that we are valid. Okay. That's a step. That's yeah. a step. Because I remember it was like, they didn't even know transgender wasn't even a topic of conversation. Like there was, there were, people knew about sex changes, but it wasn't like common. It wasn't common enough for it to be a, 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 a standard conversation that people would have mm-hmm. uh, or be, even be familiar with. And so I think that the movement is growing because more people are realizing that that's who they are. And I also think it has something to do with our food isn't getting any better. So uh, it, like, it, it comes back to the food. Like if you notice the past hundred years, the food has changed and more, more people have come out more and more, like it's growing. So 
it's just something to acknowledge. Not to say that we're changing or we're bad or there's anything wrong with it, but just to understand where it comes from. It's not something that you can choose. It's not a, you can't choose that. You know, that's the biggest thing. That's the biggest thing here with the terms of, in terms of equality, because people bring up a religion, the religious aspect, and they throw that in there, which really messes people's head up. And there's this competitive aspect. There's a lot of little aspects, like I think with women, um, in terms of women and, and transgender people, some women, I won't say all, because yeah. certainly not like, like there's wonderful people like you, but there's some women that feel threatened or, and, I, and they have the right to, because why? Because their, their boyfriends or their husbands aren't being honest about the fact that they are curious or may have, yeah. you know, some, some feelings about, yeah, attractions. Or, yeah. Right, so and it's understandable. So this creates this animosity. It's kind of like a snowball effect, um, but there has to be a dialogue for people to feel, for men to feel comfortable, for women to feel comfortable to talk to their men about it. Yeah. There has to be this dialogue where people can be okay and understand each other and where it comes from. And that comes um, from, it's safe spaces, it sounds like. Like yeah. safe spaces within your relationships as well, like with your interpersonal relationships with other mm -hmm. people, friends mm -hmm. or people you're interested in. It sounds like that's kind of what you're saying. Um, you mentioned um, church, which, you know, uh, made me, think about listen you guys <laughs> could see the look that she just gave me that look like mm -hmm, you know and I do yeah I Girl, do it's a tough subject because religion people are very very touchy about and everyone thinks that they've got it and they know it and that you know and they, they that they know better and so it comes this competition of who's holier and who's closer to God and and I, I just don't I don't really like to even go into the subject because because there's no, there's not a win. It's there's no winning. There's no winning. There's first of all, there shouldn't be any winning. You're talking about your since you know there's, yeah. but it's but it becomes that. Yeah. And um and then there's this thing of, well, whose God is the right God? And uh, yeah. it's just not it's not a comfortable situation to talk about. Um and that then you want to throw that into the you want to throw that into the trans movement. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like so, it's already a tough subject. And yeah, so, it's tough without any of the other things. We, we, yeah, it, that in itself. But I'm also interested to know, like, what that looks like. You and you kind of hinted at it, but you didn't say it like straight out, which was being black um, and trans. Like, what's because I also feel okay. like those are very, yeah, okay. You, okay, okay so, all right. Okay, I'm so ready. there's, there's a totem pole. <laughs> okay. okay. There's a hierarchy uh, of, I guess class, okay. and I feel like this is uh -huh. my personal opinion. Right, black trans women are at the very bottom of the totem pole when it comes to economical status, uh, 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 ability to get jobs. Uh, 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 just every from every perspective, like we are at the bottom. Okay. Like we're the last to get chosen, or oh, not the tranny, you know, or they're not a real person. That's how it is. It's like. And black women are really, and the sad thing is black women are right over us in terms of like, it's white, it's white women, white men, and then all the other races. And then it ends up at the bottom, black trannies and black women. Right. And then black men are right over that. It's definitely it's, race plays a part. 
in in the story and in terms and you're talking when you're talking about this hierarchy you're talking about ability to get jobs you're talking about like what specifically do you where does this hierarchy come to play? it's 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 and it's it's just like it's it's an equality it's in the level of how do i explain it's kind of hard to put it. I mean, that's why I kind of would like to help the help of my sisters sometimes because I know that they could also help me with yeah. these words. Yeah. It feels like, you know, um, just black trans women, like we're almost not people. And that's how it feels. Like you're an object and I'll treat you like an object. I won't treat you like you deserve empathy or compassion. Mm -hmm. And that happens quite often which is why Malaysia got beat by a circle of people and no one considered her to be valid enough to save her or help her. They all cheered on and put bets on, yeah, beat that and do that to this person. That's the reality to, in, some, in, some, in some regards, in some societies, I'll say. And um, for the, when, when did, uh, when was Malaysia? Murder. That was in that was in 2018. And that yeah, was 2018. That was mm -hmm. on camera as well, wasn't it? The what murder was not. There was okay, before she was murdered, a month before she was murdered, there was the jumping. She was in a car accident and she wasn't able to compensate them immediately for the accident. Uh and they demanded some money from her. And then next thing you know, um a guy offered for anyone to whoop this punk or faggot or whatever, they said uh, they offered two hundred dollars, and so uh, that that person they did that for two hundred dollars. Yep. And then beat her in a circle, and, and there was a the crowd of people. Yeah, the crowd of people. It was it was just it's a gang gang beating basically. And the thing that, that really bothers me right now is like I know the names of these women. But like the same way I was having this conversation um, about the most recent um, young man who, who was murdered. Um, like they're all starting to run together in a way. Not again, yeah, it's, it's uncomfortable. Super uncomfortable. Um, because you, like, you're, like you want to make sure you honor these people and the memory of these people because you know, they were brutalized in such a way that, in my opinion, the reason that we say their names is is because they were brutalized in a way that their names were kind of taken away from them. They and and then they were put into the news story as like a almost like like a thing, a part of a movement. And so saying their names, I feel like gives them their peopleness back, like makes them no longer a symbol for the movement. Like, I, I feel like that a lot of the times with Trayvon is that he's become our Emmett Teal, but we often forget that like Trayvon was somebody's best friend or Trayvon was somebody's son, or he was someone's, you know, he was someone's text buddy, like somebody that, that texted. And I feel like a lot of the times, like in my head, I'm like, no, that wasn't Malaysia. Then the person I'm thinking about that was on camera that was in Deep Ellum is a different thing. And then this person, like their names are all starting to run together because so many people are starting, not starting, so many people are being killed. H have been victimized, yeah. And it's just, it's heartbreaking. It's it's so heartbreaking. It It makes you wonder 
when and what will it take for this to stop or how far is this going to go? Um, I, I just, I can't imagine it getting any worse than this. So, I, and that's what I'm, I keep thinking. I'm like, can it get, it can't, it can't, right? It can't get worse. Right. Um, yeah. So <laughs> you, you were talking about like the, essentially this hierarchy. Is that different within various communities, like in the black community, how does that work? And how do you think, um, the visibility of of just the overall trans movement is within the Black Lives Matter. Is it there? Is it what Black Lives Matter? Black Lives Matter. Uh, the thing about Black Lives Matter is, do they they don't they haven't been as responsive from what I've from what I've I've encountered. They haven't been as responsive to Black trans lives. Okay. And it's almost as if Black trans lives matter sees trans lives as not being black. Um, so you and think that's what I'm talking about. We're, we're at the bottom of that list. We're at the bottom, we're not even, we don't even get to be in the, in the black category so that you guys could support us for Black Trans Lives Matter. Got you. And so um, it's being, you feel like that, that part of being black is either ignored or covered up or just not acknowledged. Well, I, I mean, I, I, I'll be honest, I'm not completely familiar with, you know, the inner workings of who's doing what for who, but from what I've, from what I remember, we were doing shows about, at the time about mm -hmm. um, Malaysia and how that we weren't, we were getting a pushback as if we were getting a pushback from Black Lives Matter mm. when we were trying to get support mm. as if that was a different movement. And, you know, so it just kind of, that shows how we're not regarded within our own community as being worthy of being protected. Mm. And uh, it's just very valid. I mean, there's, you know, the Black, the Black Lives Movement is more, I'll say, about police brutality. Right. Mm -hmm. um, however, and see, the, the thing but, about the Black was, Trans Lives Movement, it's more about Black men killing black trans women. And Ooh. we would like support from our community so that you they could that You support. would think it's the Black Lives Matter community. Like, since we, right, since our lives matter, when we are black, then I, we should be a part of this. But it's, it's it, they, they saw it as if it was a different movement, which I thought was just very interesting. Um, and it just goes back to how um, there's no, open space to have dialogue for me it feels like it goes back to that mm. like the fact that we can't talk about why are you really angry and what what do you really have what <laughs> what's the real what's the real problem mm -hmm. basically uh you know because i think that i won't say i won't say i won't say jealousy but just in, there's insecurities that come up okay uh, uh, and between men and women yeah. You know, men are struggling with their issues that they may have, their attractions, and they have to protect that in front of the woman. Yeah. So it's, and so in order to do that, they have to show how much of a man they are and how much they don't care about trans people by displaying that. Yeah. And in doing that, 
it just it 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 doesn't give us a, any support from our own people. There's no there's no. I mean, I get I, I get a lot more support from you know maybe the white community sometimes than you know even my own people sometimes. Um, but that's changing. You know, we're working on that. And it's not everyone, and I want to make sure I make sure that distinction. It's it's you know it's just. It's, it just it surprises me when we still encounter it, like me as a massage therapist. And I'll just give you a little story about what happened at our business. You know, I have a day spa mm -hmm. and I'm a massage, massage therapist. And uh, I've been a therapist since 1999, 2000. Um, I would think I've never had this happen. Well, I had this happen once before, but just recently a couple came in uh, for their anniversary and I wasn't even really supposed to be there. I was actually kind of dressed casually. Mm -hmm. And I was just in the front area, kind of doing some some work, kind of some vacuuming and cleaning in the in the uh, in the front area when they first walked in. The couple walked in, they saw me. I greeted them. I said, "Oh, someone will be with you in just a minute." I went and got their attendant. The attendant came out, and they were gone. Yeah, they were already on their way to the car because, and they explained that to the attendant that, "Hey, you didn't say that there was going to be trans people here." This is uh, earlier this summer. It was just appalling to me. I thought we were really past that in today's society. They stood there and said, well, because you didn't disclose that there's a trans, this is trans, this is trans related and we don't even really want to be in the same building. And we deserve, we, we uh, just, just canceled the appointment. And, uh, you know, we, we had to litigate that because we felt like you have a cancellation policy. And when you decide you want to cancel, we have the right to charge. And mm -hmm. so that's, what we had to do, um, but it's just unfortunate that, you know, some people still feel that way. Um, and you were the person, you were just in the building. You I wasn't gonna be the therapist. I wasn't the therapist, no, the therapist was a female. They didn't even take the time to go in to find out because they saw me standing there. And that was a little hurtful, it was really hurtful. I also had, I also had a woman who uh, she was going, I was going to do the massage on her daughter. Her daughter was a violinist and she was having some issues with her arm. I was going to work her arms out, but then she took a look at me and she looked me up and down. She says, are you going to be the one? This is a black woman too, by the way. These are black people. I want to make sure I reiterate because the white people don't do this. They haven't done this. Not yet. I, I don't have a story about the white people yet. Uh, but the black woman, she says, are you going to be the therapist? Looking me up and down. And I said, well, yes, ma'am, I sure will. Uh, I'll be happy to take care of her. And she's like, uh, I think we're going to need to, uh, uh, is there a plan? How'd she say? Is there a plan B or, or is there a third option? Something like that to that to that regard. Uh, I was like, wow, okay. It's just little stuff like that. And she didn't, the, the daughter, they wound up leaving. The daughter was happy. She was happy to see it's me. Fine. She had no problem. The daughter had no problem. It was, that's what I'm saying. It's it's in the it's in the evolution that in the future. I believe in the future, but you know, it's a lot of the mentality that we have in the past, it's it's still shaky. And the thing is, people are passing that on to their kids still. Yeah. And that's the problem. You yeah. know, that's why we got to have these conversations. We got to get this out. And it needs to be normalized. People need yeah. to see I'm a normal person. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I think sometimes, and I've been really trying to embrace this because um, this is a, 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 something very difficult for me personally. I am a perfectionist. And so I hate the concept of getting something wrong. And I think. I, I hope maybe I'm just maybe this is just me being very Pollyanna, but like I'm super hopeful that some of the resistance is people being afraid of saying something wrong or doing something wrong. Like I'm hoping that that's like a tiny sliver of of 
the maybe the quietness. I'm 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 hoping and I'm hoping that like having the conversations and people being okay with being like, okay, I might get this wrong, but this person's gonna correct me and I'll get it right the next time or or whatever. I'm hoping that it's not all just hateful energy. Like I'm hope I'm hopeful that it's a little bit of fear energy. I think it's probably a case by a case basis on that because you know, in order to be afraid, you probably have to have some kind of respect for the person. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Or, or you know, <laughs> I was trying, I was like, yeah, you're wrong. You're saying they don't. Got it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you know what though? Um, I think there is a certain section of people. I get people all the time that they, you know, hey, can I ask you a question? I'm going to ask yeah. you a crazy question, and I already know it's going to be something. Yeah. You know. And I get that, but I, I want it and I open it. I'm I was, like, yeah, yeah, I asked it. Like, yeah, I love to see like, what you got? Yeah, listen, what you got? Like, it's, it's fine. Uh, but because for people who are listening recognize that that is not going to be the response you get from everybody. Everybody no. is not seeing your Wikipedia. <laughs> That's like when, when, when white women ask, can I touch your hair? Or, or, uh, or they'll ask per, little personal questions. Like, no, 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 yeah. no. There, everybody has their own set of boundaries. For Lachey, yeah. she's okay with the question. I'm, 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 I'm really don't vote for like, everybody. I'm, I'm different than a lot of girls like me. I, yeah. I've been misgendered. I people mm-hmm. say things like, "If you," I've had people call me he. And my voice, like a lot of times on the phone or in drive-throughs or anywhere on the phone, they'll call me he or they'll be struggling. Yeah, and they'll go back and forth. I don't take it personally because I. I'm very, I'm very secure within myself and I know who I am at the end of the day. Um, and I just, under, I, I see that, you know, people have, you know, they, they're not clear. I, I, I'm not going to jump down your back because you're not clear. Or, and yeah. honestly, and honestly, I have the energy of male and female. Let's be honest. Okay. I have male yeah. energy. Yeah. I have male energy that I, I have to work on that. Like, like my anger and my, my tone and how to be more, you know, softer. I have to, <laughs> I have to actively work on that because, yeah. you know, naturally, you know, my, my hormones make me a little bit more masculine. So I, if people read that, if they pick up on that instinctually, mm-hmm. I don't get upset about that. Some girls do, some girls do. Or and it also depends on how you say it. Like if you say things like with a disrespectful tone, you can call me he and just happen to, or just slip out. Um, but, and if I correct you and then you keep saying it, then that's a problem that's or different. whatever, but yeah, right. These are different, but like, I, it depends. It just really does depend. And I think that some people, you know, are a little nervous and scared. Because it's getting, it, I won't say it's getting crazy, but I'll say it's getting more complicated. The LGBTQ community mm-hmm. now includes um, gender nonconforming, mm-hmm. which are people who don't feel that they need to justify themselves by conforming to one gender or another, mm-hmm. which I totally find to be very freeing. Like, you know what? You're right. What difference does it matter whether you have what one or the other? And yeah. it's not my business what you're doing in the first place in the bedroom. So these are this isn't my business. I should call you so I'm not going there. That that's how I usually feel. Like I'm I'm not sleeping with them, so I really don't care. Like it doesn't I, like, matter. It doesn't matter what they do in the bedroom. However you get down is how you get down. And, and if so- we can get there, if we can get there as a society where we all just feel like, hey, you know what? If you want to come out uh, walking on two hands. As long as you can get the job done, you know, whatever it is takes, just as long as you can get the job done and you're happy with that, that's what matters. Yeah. Yeah, but we got people don't want to let people just be happy. That's 
Yeah. Just let people be happy. If you're happy, I'm happy for you. And and a lot of the times I've I've said it too, a lot of the times whatever they're happy is really doesn't affect you. So then like what's the point? Like what what makes you feel like you have to legislate everybody else's lives? <laughs> like that like whatever they're doing next door, like what's what's the point? Like why why are you gonna like do, do you actively call somebody and be like, I want you to use the red pot handle uh, pot holders when you pick out the no, you don't tell people what to do in their house because it's their house. They cook it in their kitchen, they can do whatever. It's true. It's what true. Makes you think you could tell people what else they could do? <laughs> Why? It's crazy. And also, it's so much energy. Like I don't have the energy to tell. I'm trying to figure out what I'm gonna do today. I don't have the energy to tell you what to do. Like people I definitely are. don't have that kind of energy. I, I mean, um, mind, mind their business. Mm-hmm. I said Would people you- need to just mind their business. Like it goes back to that. If, if we could all just, just a little bit, um, you know, speaking, I'm saying speaking of, but this is speaking of earlier, speaking of Miko, I watched a, um, a panel that she was on recently. Um, and one of the things that they were talking about, I can't remember what representatives that they, that they had on, but they were talking about um, laws that protect minority communities um, and how they either exclude or ignore the transgender community. So they talk about, for example, hate crimes against people based on their race or against their sexual orientation, but it doesn't necessarily talk about the transgender community. Do you think that maybe that plays in a part into like how we're received? Do you think that, let me ask this question this way. Do you think that the laws are reflective of society or do you think society is reflective of the laws that we have created? Just a minute with that. Okay, mm-hmm. so I don't know. It's I haven't really thought about that. I, I mean, the laws are there to suppose to, to, to keep us, you know, in a certain place where we're equal. But you know, they just don't always consider. If you don't consider me to be a a, a, a like me be even valid or as a person, then that's why I have a problem. So it can't reflect. It doesn't reflect the trans community. Not all the time. Uh, it's it's challenging. Well, the laws. I mean, I know that you know that we can't join the military, stuff like that. It, mm-hmm. Why? Which you know, I find that interesting. And and this this I always say this goes back to like my privilege and like the things that I don't realize people are excluded from. I, I, I was going to say, I think this is a part of like the privilege that I realize I have is that I, well, first of all, I ain't joining nobody's military. So it's never right. heard to me to look up who can and cannot join. But if you think, but if you think about it, it doesn't make any sense because you got people who are, are able-bodied people. Right. And, and honestly, a lot of trans people could use the help, uh, you know, financially. They could, a lot of people join the military just because they need yeah. those incentives. Yeah. And, a, a trans There's a whole particular. community of able-bodied people who could serve, yeah, at, in some capacity. In some capacity, just to completely exclude, say no, not at all. It's not acceptable. What does that leave us? Mm. So it's you know, and that's and that's not even the only law. I mean, there's a lot of little, the the bathroom thing. I didn't understand that in any way, in any capacity. I have been going to the ladies' bathroom well for the past twenty years. Never had an issue. Never. Now, I, now, now I, I'll say that bathroom law is more for, I'll say, like the Caitlyn Jenner type 
mm. I'll say, who are more um, obviously not originally female, I'll say. And so that can probably be a little off-putting for people. Um, and I will say, I'm gonna be, I'll be honest, one of the reasons why I, before I wouldn't be an advocate for the trans movement was because of girls like that. I didn't find, I didn't, I didn't, I'm being honest, didn't feel that I, that we were equal, that, oh, that's not a girl and she's not like me. But I had to come to a realization as hard as it is for me to understand it, in a way, if she feels, if she, even she may look like big text, mm -hmm. if she feels that she is a woman, then I have to respect her for that because that's how, that's, she's no different than I am. And this is how I feel. And you can't tell me how I feel and who I am. It is what it is. Um, some people are able to hide it and disguise it, I guess like Caitlin did for years. <laughs> and I did, I, I mean, you know, I, I was forced as a child, I was forced. You Stop acting like a sissy and you don't do that. And, you know, put your, stop switching and, mm. and talk and talk, act like a, stand like a, stop standing like, like all these little feminine man mannerisms. People would tell me don't have those. And so I would have to cover it up. And you learn how to live and navigate through life doing that but that's not necessarily who you are and some people get really good at that um and uh and i think that they're maybe not allowed to transition at a, at a time where they maybe could have taken advantage of some of the things that have that i have like yeah. i was on hormones for a long time so maybe that's why i look like this or i did laser at an early age maybe that's why i did a lot more things to help me um earlier but i was yeah but i wasn't i wasn't here for those kind of girls i wasn't here for that portion of the community um, but you know, it's like, we all have to take a step back from ourselves and really look at the situation and, that's and realize that of growth that it sounds like, like you, you had to have, but it sounds like, like also is very inspiring and that we can all like, we can all grow. Like we're not done. <laughs> we're not, we're not. Absolutely. Yeah. I want to make that clear. Like the person that I was just, I don't, I, I'm not her. I'm mm -hmm. just not. I think that, you know, we, through our life, we, we die a little bit. Like the old person, the old you, hopefully, hopefully, yeah. that's the idea, is to keep growing and to let, shut off that old person and to maybe bring some of the, that person, but also become a better version of that. And, you know, even, I mean, that's what my whole life has been. Like, I never saw myself, even when I was like, as a child, I would see myself in the mirror and I knew like, oh no, I'm going to, I'm going to be a princess one day. I'm going to be this beautiful, like, I know this is going to happen. Like you see past, you have to see past and know that we have potential to do amazing things. Yeah. Like really, what, really whatever you dream. Like it, it's not, it sounds cliche, but it's really true. You know, every, every dream that's come true starts with a thought. Like the, the idea. Yeah, idea, yeah. There has to be a seed of some sort. The idea that maybe one day and you know, it's when we act on those things and we, we, we stay consistent and we you know, take ourselves seriously, that we can see those changes and we can see some of the results. Yeah. Yeah. So I spoke with a professional um, not too long ago um, who had been working with the LGBTQIA community. And one of the things that she said was that 
basically things change even from the time that she was working there she no longer works there but at the time she was working there she was just like the things changed like when she was working there she was like pronouns became really forefront in terms of lots of conversations and that is starting to be I've noticed that being normalized in the last like maybe year year and a half of even in the education um that's one of the first things that my instructors do when they send out their syllabus is this is who I am my pronouns are and blah 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 and and putting that out and and I, I can attest to the, the change in those kind of conversations being brought to the forefront. But she was saying the same thing with laws and just overall terms and how that changes even from um, generation to generation. What do you think we can do to make sure that we continue to foster, again, that safe space that people can just live, like to make sure that, because I understand you've already kind of said that like, it is on a person by person basis. So some people are going to be offended by things that other people may not be offended by, but what things can we do for the people who aren't necessarily working in a community or the people who aren't necessarily searching certain things? What are little things that you Okay, can okay, that's a really good question. Okay, well, what I would say is, I won't say acceptance, but support, maybe? Support in a way, and when I say support, I mean specifically like hire a trans person or uh, include them in your space mm. or don't exclude them or, or I mean, you know, it's little things like that. Um, approach a, a, a trans, or maybe not approach a trans person, but because I've been approached sometimes and it's a little off-putting for someone to, you know, just be like, oh, uh, you're a beautiful- Hi, will you be my new friend? You're a, you're a beautiful. No, I've had people walk up to me. You are, you are, you are a beautiful person. I'm like, thank you. Uh, I, I don't. I'm not sure how to take that necessarily. So, but I do. I would like that. I do. I, I appreciate the support. Um, although I do feel like, honestly, when they do that, it's kind of almost still objectifying me as if I'm still just a tranny. Like you're still just a tranny. I want to be more than that, and I want to be treated like a person, just like you would treat your sister or your brother or your mother or father. Like that is what I'm looking for. That is how you can help. I'm not different. And I appreciate the fact that you're giving me this platform, but it's it's like whenever I'm treated like, I don't know how to explain it. Like in the back of your mind, all you see is training. And there's so or, much- Or I'm, I'm, I'm looking at you and all in the back of my mind, you're just like an Asian woman or you're just a white woman. And you're not like that, that. That, and uh, the thing is, we all do it to each other. So yeah. it's kind of like asking people not to do what they naturally do. Yes. You know, but the thing is like, we gotta stop that. But that's the problem. I, that's the problem. That, I don't know that you are asking that. And I say it like this, it's okay to, to the problem is when you stop there. Yes, mm, like for mm. me, I'm a black woman and it's okay that you see me as a black woman because I am a black woman and I will rock that shirt all day long, right? But I am more than that. I'm also a writer. I am also a friend. I am also mm. a singer. I am all of those. So the problem isn't necessarily, in my opinion, mm -hmm, the problem mm -hmm. isn't necessarily that you label me as a black woman first. The problem is that you never go beyond that label to see who else I am. There, Otherwise, I just become that object. Otherwise, I just become that figurine, that ornament. But there's so much more to- There you I go. Am. 
There you go. There you go. And um, it just seems like if we could get past the box, then yeah. maybe we could get some progress here. Because yeah. I think, you know, like, see me as a... And I honestly, I get past the box with people. I, yeah. I don't know what it is. Like, I just, I don't know if I kick the box down. <laughs> I force you to see me. Like, look, like, I'm a normal person. I'm going to make sure you know it. And some people, they, they, they will not see past that. Some people just won't. Yeah. Like just won't. Like just but won't that's like an active thing, I think. Honestly, and this is me like with you. You're just such an open person. Like you're such a positive person that like I can't see like the, the only people I feel like that wouldn't would be the people who are willfully trying to hold on to like I'm telling you. No, I'm like, you have to work really hard to like, yeah. I, to not for me to, I will make you like I will make you melt like yeah. butter. Yeah, yeah, I will. I, I, so I, I when people don't like me, it's it's either like when people don't like me, I'm like you're either transphobic or racist. Like that's. I usually... I really can honestly say that being and I've only, so like it feels like to other people it may feel like we hang out and kick it on the weekends. This is legit my second conversation with her like this, but this I is know. like but this, I know. It feels so comfortable. Like this is so crazy. It is. <laughs> It's so crazy because, you know, I don't really know you from Adam, but right. I was like, I was like saying, I wonder if she wants to go to Cancun. Like, yeah. I wonder if she'll let me go to Cancun with her. Like, I totally listen, Cancun all day long. We didn't already uh, connected on, yeah. our, our, on our Spanish and whatnot. I'm done. I'm down. I'm totally down. So, so yeah, that's going to happen. This is a done deal. I but, really uh, like since since COVID is over. Right. As soon as we can, like, as soon as, soon as we're free to move about the world again. Thank um, you. I really want to ask, um, a, a, to me, what I think is a very important question. One of the things, even when we were talking about um, this interview, you had mentioned that like this is the typical road that people go down and asking about the overall transgender experience and, and what have you. Um, and one of the things, and you just said something a, a few minutes ago about how you've changed and how you're not that girl anymore and how there have been some changes for you. Um, a, does it bother you that this is the typical road that people go down or do you th think it's still useful? And then B, what road would you like to explore? Well, I'm but glad to have your attention. I appreciate it because it gives me a format and a place where we can talk about, you know, who I am, what I've gone through. And then also, you know, some things that I am doing now, which are also valid and interesting for the community and with the community. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited, you know, just to kind of go into the next phase of life. Um, but uh, uh, I think, like I said, at first, it was kind of like, I didn't want to be a representative of the negative stereotype. Mm -hmm. and, but I had to realize that I can and I have power to help people understand that. And mm -hmm. so I am... You know, by me not saying anything, I'm implicit. I'm implicit and I'm, I'm complicit in the problem. Yeah. You know, um, so I need to, I have to speak up and use my, and the fact is I'm, I'm an advocate regardless. I'm a walking, I'm a walking billboard for being transgender regardless of whether I want to. People are going to meet me and I might be the first trans person that they met and they walk, may walk away with that whether, with the takeaway of, oh, trans, trans people are this or trans people are that. Mm -hmm. just from that experience. Yeah. And so I always talk to, you know, when we do the radio show, I try to talk to the girls about just making sure you put your best foot forward and, you know, leave a good impression with people always. Yeah. Uh, because what they're doing is they're formulating an overall 
it's, which isn't fair to us as a community right, because you're going to have so, that's so much pressure on no uh, there's a little pressure but at the fact no it's the fact and I had to realize that like me I used to be I would wear short shorts and my I was so proud to have breasts I would have my tits out all the time <laughs> I had to learn that you know what you're representing the community and you have power you want to you want people to think of trans people as intelligent and smart and elegant and um and funny and but not you know not that way so I had to realize my my power and we have power you know you you're sitting there regal elegant the way you look you know you have power you know by who you choose to be and so we have to understand that and carry that and and you know if you understand it then you can you know use it to your advantage a lot yeah. of girls don't understand that a lot of trans girls don't understand that yeah and that's why you know we have to you have to kind of tell them like you don't realize that you you're representing all of us yeah <laughs> yeah until until we grow until until we really yeah. really grow as a movement every girl is speaking for the entire movement and so if you're walking out if you're looking crazy if you're looking you know if you're walking out with your beard showing and you're looking all half but you know half crazy people are going to judge people are very um uh uh physical uh, you know yeah. into the physical yeah. aspect yeah yeah and uh, like that speaks volumes, like more than you know who you are. They they're looking at you, and they're they're before before you even do anything, they're looking. So you know you just want to always be put together and pulled together. And so, but yeah, I, I used to be a little afraid to be that person because I thought people would always focus on the negative. But yeah, you know I have to just kind of jump out there and put the best foot forward, and people will hopefully change their minds. Yeah. And so what are some of the other things that you wish that people would explore when they interview you? Okay. Um, well, I understand, you know, you have to go into the ugly part, you know, you have to, um, but let's not, let's not fix that in that. Let's not get stuck in that. And if, if I'm telling you about, okay, well, there's homelessness and joblessness mm -hmm. and, uh, and, you know, there's, discrimination, then make sure that you're not doing those things. Mm -hmm. Make sure that, because somewhere you, there's somebody that's, there's somewhere that's hiring that can, that's listening and mm -hmm. they're making that decision. Somebody's hiring that's listening and they're deciding. And a lot of these people are, they say, they look at a trans person, they think about, oh, well, is this a liability to the company or how is this gonna, how are the other staff members gonna, all that, all that is, it's, it's, it's like, it's not helping the situation. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, it, you have to give them a try, give it a chance. Uh, just like you give anybody else a chance, you know? Uh, and it may work out, it may not work out. I won't say trans people are perfect. There's a lot of girls, you know, a lot of us have mental issues. A lot of us are, you know, we don't, we have a lot of, like our community, it's, it's, it's hard. All mentally. Society. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. For everyone, for everyone, yeah. Depression or or various mental, like, yeah, it's reflective of it. You would be taking the same chance on someone who is trans as you would. Somebody, you, you don't know. You don't know if they have a mental um, issue or, or, or if they if they are suffering from, um, you know, a particular um, disease that that you, you don't know that and you can't and you can't ask. So like there's no way for you to know. Otherwise, you're. You are, you're just using that stigma toward that one thing. You can't say, oh, what if, what if? Especially can, if you don't do that with everybody else. 
I was thinking about one of my girlfriends who's, uh, I'm going to have her move in for with me for a little while. She's in Houston. She, she was my friend when I used to live um, basically on the streets. We were living in like abandoned apartments and just kind of like, we were like out there. And, uh, you know, we both have improved. Our lives have improved since then, but she's gotten kind of sick and she's alone and, you know, she's in an abusive relationship. And so she needs a place to come. And she just had her surgery, uh, gallbladder surgery. She said she lost a lot of weight and she's looking bad. And she called me crying and, I said, look, girl, I understand what it's like. I've been there, done that, and I'm here for you. Like we, ha- a lot of times the trans community, we have to support each other because nobody else will. Like yeah. the shelters, the shelters don't necessarily know what to do with us, and there's not always a place. So a lot of times, you know, we have to be there for each other. But yeah, it's my it's my privilege, and it's, it's my honor to be able to help a sister in any kind of way. You know, because I know how hard it is. Like there's no sometimes there's just no other resources. You know, which I mean, that's a it's it's a beautiful it's like the 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 beautiful it's the ugly beautiful thing um is that like you you have such a a loving and caring community and that i mean like i know who you're talking about when you talk about your sisters right you're not talking about your blood sisters but you're no. talking about, right and so like but i know that but i also can feel in the way that you're talking that connection that sisterhood that bond um, that you have with the people that you're talking about. And, and it's a beautiful thing to kind of um, create a community that's supportive. It's a horrible thing to feel like you have no option but to create and cultivate that type of community. But I mean, silver linings being what they are, at least that exists. Yeah, I'm fortunate enough, yeah. I'm fortunate enough to be able to help. It's an honor to be able to help somebody, you know, yeah. like, what if I, what if I, wasn't able to so yeah yeah, and you know I know what it's like I mean could you imagine all the people that are you know hospitalized and just don't have any support they're discharged from the hospital and they're just out there having a limp on their way down the street to the bus stop like yeah so it's just no way to live and uh you know hopefully I can help her out but this is just this indicative of our life it's it's you know you get it's just the, the support isn't always there it's just not, you know, for, for a lot of times, like regular, normal people, they can go to a shelter. You can go get, you know, funding or help. It's, it's limited. Um, but I will say that things are growing and things are changing and the awareness is happening. So, you know, I, I'm not completely, I mean, discouraged about it. Yeah. I'm actually encouraged that, you know, things, I think that things, you know, will eventually, there, people are opening up their minds. Yeah. Yeah, that we can even have this kind of dialogue right now. It's yeah. pretty awesome. Yeah, it's really super, super Yay. awesome. That makes me happy, though. That makes me happy that, that that those changes are happening for us all. Because I also feel like, think about all the people you could be missing out on just because you're discounting them because of whatever it is you disagree with or you don't like or whatever whatever conversation you've had with yourself. There are so many beautiful people that you could have relationships with and you are cheating yourself out of all of it because you didn't want this person to be your massage therapist like that's that's you like you missed out <laughs> that was a rough one that was a rough one yeah and I understand I understand because we're talking about your children your children um and then you know it's a private it's a private space yeah. um so uh, but you know she was certainly welcome to sit there in the room it's just yeah. It's just you know the level of ignorance. Sometimes it's it's that um, yeah. I'm I'm touching her muscles on the outside. I don't know 
what she was thinking. And that's almost, it's, it's sad, it's insulting that yeah. that's the first thing you think of that I would be interested in that or that I would be so desperate or that I would use in my profession, I would sacrifice my, my profession. I would jeopardize that. It's just, it's just, uh, I don't know. It's, it, it was, it's, it's surprising, but it's reflective. And I think we need to be reminded that the world isn't always beautiful. Everybody doesn't have your, your spirit, Janelle, I wish, you know, some people just don't have that. And I don't know where you got it, but I, whatever you got, we got to sprinkle that around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, we, we need like that message. And I think also it comes from like, it, 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 here's the deal, here's a good one. I'm glad that came to me. Um, it would have to come from you. You know how we're asking, um, the Black Lives Movement is asking for other races to stand up with us in order yeah. for, to make the change happen because yeah. it won't happen if we just keep saying we matter. No, yeah. everyone needs to say we matter. Yeah. Black women need to stand with black trans women. And that's the thing about our business. Like I have a day spa, right? Mm -hmm. And my mom, my mom was the founder. Um, somewhere along the line, I had to put the business in my name. And so, uh, but my mom, I still let her run it. We've been having a lot of issues with our business. Um, and so now she's finally letting me take reign of it. Mm -hmm. And we have a nonprofit portion of our business that I will be growing. And I want to start doing service for black women and mm -hmm. black trans women, because I feel like those are two underserved portions of the community. A lot of times that just get disregarded. Yeah. And so, yeah, I want to offer spa services because a lot of times in a spa, a day spa, trans women don't have a space. Mm, I didn't even think about that. Like I didn't even think about that. Yeah. I just yeah. didn't even, wow. Yeah, I could see that. I could absolutely see that. So I'm really excited to be doing that. And so we're working on grants. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're taking it to the next level. And uh, we're yeah trying to get some work done in the community. Instead of just talking about it, we're going to be about it. And that's what I'm saying, you know. Uh, I'm just I'm just glad to be here because I've been on the streets. I've slept in abandoned apartments. I had a crackhead boyfriend that used to whoop my butt and drag, drag me by my weave. Yes. Mm. Yes. But this is, I'm like 19, of course. Yeah. Stupid. Stupid. As we all were. Like, oh, <laughs> we he, all were. He, he loves me. Like that. That's love. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, but it's just good to be able to have evolved from that. Yeah. And to be uh, focused on, you know, to be in a place where I've, I've, I've taken control of my health. I'm, I'm drinking my beet juice You're and my carrot right. juice. <laughs> yes. Yes. And it's working out. Like, I'm, I'm happy. Um, yeah. So, and that is something I want to help other people with. Like, my girlfriend that's coming from Houston. You know, one of the things that you said about um, with it being an underserved, um portion of the community it, it it didn't it didn't even occur to me that like like you said um that that trans women specifically don't have a place for all of the things that you're talking about but like as if they don't need like we talk about self-care but like where where would one go for self-care if they're not welcome in some of these places like where then what do you do and that that also continues the cycle of of possible depression and possible whatever like that all you got it. Is, is continuing the cycle you got it that's exactly that's exactly the problem um there has to be there have to be healthy ways with addressing and dealing with our stress and uh you know we need as many outlets as possible in this kind of life and if we don't even have uh a a, a place where we can you know get spa services and feel comfortable, 
Yeah. That's the problem. That's the problem. Stay comfortable and safe because exactly. And, and it's under, that, and, and, that yeah, and, and to feel included. Yeah. And still um, valued and, and your health valued. Like uh, I, I go to, as a, as a spa owner, I do go to day spas, um, but I have to be very careful in those spaces, you know, locker rooms. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to be very careful, um, very conscious and conscious about, you know, how I'm dressed and toweled and draped. All those mm-hmm. things are relevant subjects. Um, and I don't think it's as easy for everybody to navigate through those uh, situations like like I have been able to. Um, and so it would be nice to have a place for every girl, like girls who don't have breasts or girls yeah. who don't have a shape or who may still grow a beard or, but they would like a massage or feel they, you know, so it's like, you know, those, these are little things that we're working on. Uh, it's going to be lovely. It's, That's going to yeah, be, yeah. Gonna be so awesome. Really excited. Going to be such um, a great thing for the community, and so I, I I will do everything I can to like help support and like shout you out and and make sure because that would be I'm I'm a big advocate for safe spaces in general and also massages. So <laughs> you better come get you one. You know, listen, I- listen I'm all. <laughs> you will not have to twist my arm. Um, good, good. I, I do want to end on something positive because as you, sure. because that's who you are as a human anyway. Yeah. Um, but you've talked about some of the negative, some of the negative things you've talked about, you know, your younger years, as we all are young and dumb in love, uh, the things that we do. Um, oh, we women, we are something special, mm. aren't we? <laughs> um, but, but you've talked, you've, and, and you've talked about that. You've talked about, you know, being homeless, but what are, what are some of the positive things that you received on your journey as you have evolved to the successful woman that you are today? What are like some of the things, and maybe if somebody who is listening and who is maybe in the process of transitioning or thinking or whatever, what, what kind of hope can you offer that says like, look, I made it here. I was where you may be, but well, for me, it was whenever people took the chance. And that's what I'm saying. Like the biggest thing I would have, like, you know, I would have people who would look the other way whenever they knew that, uh, you know, I, I, I didn't have, you know, everything necessary to get an apartment. But, but just I'll let you move in. You know, I'm not saying that people have to do anything illegal, but don't if be. You're going to give out a chance. Give people a chance. You know, people look. Just look at people with the, look at trans people with the same light that you would look at everyone else, I think, in terms of equality. Just give, start people, start trans people off with a, with a clean slate. You know, that's, that would be a good start. Um, you know, I've had a lot of people who didn't look at me necessarily as a trans person, like when I was in school, a lot of my instructors, you know, they were just there to instruct and do the job and they wanted me to be the best person I could. And um, I really appreciated that, you know, um, being treated like a professional and a person. Uh, that's, I mean, and it just sounds like I'm, I'm asking you just treat me like normal. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, like um, guys have a tendency to uh, always objectify trans women. And that's probably something they can't control. They probably do that to women too. 
So um, that's a struggle, I guess, an ongoing struggle. But a lot of times that happens with, with men, you know, uh, in terms of relationships, just because we hadn't really talked about relationships at all. That's a whole, that's a whole aspect. Yeah, that's another whole conversation. That's a whole, <laughs> whole uh, how they act and how confused they are, how they cover up, it, but they really love it, but then they really act like they don't. Like, it's just, yeah, uh, just, I, and another thing would, it would be really great, like, I think, like, if, if guys, if people just live in their truth, like, men who are tra- trans attracted, live in your truth, take her mm-hmm. in public, be proud of her, take her to your family, be proud, because if, the more normal it becomes, it won't become, so, it won't be so taboo, we'll, we need to enter and be a part of society like everyone else, um, a lot of guys are in love with trans women, and they will mm-hmm. never admit that. They will. You will never know that. You will never know that. And this is a greater portion, much greater portion than you would ever think. I, I just like, if you think it's thirty percent of males, it's probably more like sixty. Yeah, yeah. A lot of men Very are trans attracted. Yes, yes. Yeah. And they're not talking about it. There's entire websites where the men just—that's all they care about. And you know, and I, I know because I'm in this world, but they're they're walking around and they're not admitting and living in their truth. And the fact, the fact is if they did, we'll, our society would evolve. There would probably be less killings because you know what, I'm not gonna kill her because I have a friend who's got a wife like that. Mm. And, and, that's, and she's a person and this, she's like, you know, or she, this, I see her as a mother or she's, she, you know, there's, we, have, we fit into every capacity. I've got two of my friends from the show. My, there's two girls that are on the show that, have, that take care of children. Pocahontas takes care of her sisters, her sisters in a wheelchair. Uh, well, I'll say she's handicapped. I shouldn't say it that way, but her sister's handicapped and she's not able to take care of her. Uh, so Pocahontas takes care of her daughter and Jules takes care of a bunch of kids too. And people don't realize, you know, there's trans people that are parents mm-hmm. that, you know, that are business owners yeah. that, you know, have all kinds of things going on. So. It's just, you know, don't limit us either. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that, um, I want to give you an opportunity. So like what the way we close up every episode um, is we do what we call a leave and a takeaway. Um, and so it's one of the things that I personally enjoy too is because it allows me to think about the things um, that I've learned and, and even just having the conversation um, about myself or others. And so something that um, you would leave the audience with and something that you'll take away with you for the next conversation you have or something that you've learned, even if it's something you said that you're like, you know what, I've never actually said it this way, but I am gonna take that with me. So a leave and a takeaway would be great. Hmm, okay, well. I guess for people wanting to help trans women, I, I think I've said it before, you know, just try to be more open and allow a, a trans person into your space mm-hmm. because not necessarily saying that you need to, but what that does is it speaks volumes to the world about who you are and how inclusive we should be. Mm-hmm. The fact, I mean, the fact is, there's nothing, you know, there's nothing about trans people that, well, I won't, I hate to generalize like that, but there's, I will say that there's nothing about trans people that you should be afraid of. 
Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's just for me, really. But no, main- I think that's accurate. There's nothing generally speaking about trans people that you should be afraid of. There are some trans people that you right, should that, th- that will go through your, go <laughs> put the hand in your purse and, you know. That, <laughs> there, there are some. There are some. Just like there general, are some everything else. <laughs> but we don't mean harm. We're, we're yeah. not here to, to yeah. change your life or we're not here to affect your situation really in any way. So just know that and invite us to the party. Yeah. <laughs> that- I mean, Lachey is totally is- cool. Y'all would want her at your party anyway. So I'm telling y'all, you. Y'all are tripping. Yeah. Invite us to the party. Include us to the space. Hire a trans person. Don't be afraid to walk up and just say, I, you know what? And maybe they may, they may take it. They may not take it. But just know that you did your part. And maybe you know what? The thing about trans people, we're very sensitive. We may act like we didn't like it. But you know what? If you're saying it from a genuine place and I pick that up because we Trans people, we pick things up real, real, like we pick up subtleties. We'll know if you mean it from a really loving place. Be supportive. I know about your movement and I just want to say I support you and whatever, whatever, I, you know, I don't know. I know this seems kind of corny, but if somebody said to me that, you know, I think you're a beautiful person and I, you know, I just want to let you know that you're loved. That's good. That, that means something to me. Thank you. Yeah. You know? And that can go a long way. That's such a, a kind thing too. That could go a long way for anybody. Just, I want you to know you are loved. You you never know when people need to hear that. You don't know. You don't In know three people who came to them and said something smart mouth or unkind or something. You don't know if those words can undo something else that somebody else said. So yes. I also want people to, I also want people to really, really think about the fact that what we are talking about, um, look into the cat study, because I think that'll really kind of detail more about what I was saying about the the genetic code and how it changes genetic code changes uh, and the the different factors that affect it have to do with our nutrition and how, how we sustain ourselves. Genetic integrity changes. And so I need people to get that. Like if people get that biggest part, like honestly, we should be, I won't say that we're disabled, but we're, it should be a different category. It shouldn't be, people need to understand me being born transgender is because my hormones did not align with my physical body. This, there's something that's happening in the endocrine system. The endocrine system is a set of like 50 hormones that mm-hmm. are responsible for how you make you feel like who you are. Your endocrine system is that. And the endocrine system is very delicate. It has to do with uh, the, the amino acids that I, I get into, I, to, I'm kind of a nerd a little bit, but yeah, it all, it all has to do with how you like, uh, sustain yourself. Mm. So anyway, cat study, you'll do the research. Yeah, I will actually, I've already written it down. Um, so my leave, my takeaway, I, well, one thing that I will say that I'm taking away is just an, I, like, I feel like I do this in many conversations, but just another realization of my own privilege, like the things that I have the privilege of not knowing, like, again, I'm not joining any military. Let's just be clear. I'm not joining any military. I'm looking directly in the camera for the people who <laughs> I'm not joining any military service. I'm not breaking my nail. I'm already struggling with natural hair. So I'm not going to let y'all fix. Nope. I'm staying right here on the soils without guns. So that was never a thing that I was going to sign up for, but that, but I never also, I also never had to worry about not being allowed to, you know what I mean? Like I know plenty of women who are in service. And so I think it it also goes to my level of, um, of privilege of like not having 
to think about things, these things. Like my fear, which is sad, but my fear is um, being shot by the police. Whereas your fear could be being- Shot by a black man. Yeah, yes. Um, those, yes. Those, those, That's those a real are, fear. Yeah, those are those are similar fears, but very, very different. And I um, and I think um, my additional takeaway is feeling um, more of a responsibility to be supportive because I I I I feel like. I am trying to like, I'm always open and I'm just down for whatever friends I can get. So that's not an issue for me, but not, I don't think I really realized that it was a, that black women were maybe a, a bigger stumbling block for trans people. I don't in a sense, in a sense, it's not really necessarily the black women. It's how men feel when they are around or whenever they, it, it's how they have, when they have to explain to a black woman that they're attracted to a trans woman. That's what it is. It's that. So they are in a way, but it's like if men could have that dialogue, but it's how women respond whenever, if a man were to be honest about that, would you, how would you treat him? Would you call him all kinds of names and let he's less than a man or would you be open? And I mean, it's, it, it's, a, it's a, these are tough conversations yeah. and they're not being had. Yeah. No one's, they're not, they're like, hmm. Well, I could see you being attracted to a trans woman or, I mean, maybe there's a certain percentage, maybe three yeah. or four percentage, but it's not enough to make a difference right now. To have but that. I think they, yeah, yeah. But I just think it's really great. That, I mean, like you really did listen and I think you really did understand a lot more than when we first got on the, the yeah, call. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, and I definitely think it's, it. I've, I feel more responsible in terms of not just having the conversation. So I'm always big about having conversations in public so people can um, see what positive conversations look like. But I also feel like I, I feel more of a responsibility for having these conversations with my black female friends. Whereas I wouldn't necessarily have that. I feel like I would normally have it even with my black male friends like, that's really great that, that you're saying that because I think I mean, that that's the that's the I think that's the biggest takeaway. Have these conversations in private with your friends and talk about this with them. Yeah. One on one, so that it, they actually think about it in a real way. Yeah. Not just from an outside perspective looking in, but from once because when you're in the circle and you're having the conversation, it hits different. It does. It does. It does. So. Yeah, I think that that's kind of the biggest thing. It's it, it's hard to tell people to have these, but so it takes to get it like for us to share information and yeah. to change each other's perspectives because that's really ultimately what we're supposed to. That's why we have a voice and we can talk to each other so that my idea and your idea can kind of come together and we can come up with an, a different a way a different an approach that works for both of us. For both, we of have us. to communicate. We have to communicate to make that happen, though. Yeah, and so and that conversation just doesn't happen. And I know it's uncomfortable because you know. Um, people are possessive and I mean that and maybe that's the problem maybe that's the problem you know owning you don't own him he doesn't own you and he he should be allowed to have an attraction I think you mentioned it earlier um when you talked about insecurities I think that's what it is because I'm not mad about you having an attraction I still would feel some type of way 
but it's not because it's a trans person. It's because I don't want you to be attracted to nobody but me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, okay. I, that's, that's not, I'm not, it's, it's not, it's not anything else, but I, I'm just, I, I, I'm looking at you like, but wait a minute. I think that that's probably another layer to it. Yeah. It's just another layer. Yeah. But yeah, at the heart of it is like, yeah. you, you take, you're not going to take mine. Yeah. Yeah. I got it. For so sure. It's, for sure. It's a little sticky. It's a little yeah. sticky. But it sounds like there's a lot, there's just a lot of room for knowing who you are and what you're okay with and what you don't want, but also being able to have those conversations with people and provide a safe space so that those people can have those conversations with you. And be, I, and be, and be honest. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yes, that, that honesty part is, is key. So um, yeah, I appreciated this conversation. I feel like we could talk forever. I appreciated this conversation so much. Hopefully yeah. you come back. Um, you're the last on air with of the season. So hopefully you can come back next. So you're closing up our season. This is awesome. our, Raise the roof. our first season of on air with. Thanks for joining us for another episode of on air with. Um, thanks Lachey for joining us. And for everybody else, don't be afraid to tell your story. We will see you next season. <laughs>